Hello, everybody. Jeff Reinbold and I am joined as usual. I won't say always, but usual with my partner, Michael McQuay from Ireland. Mike, uh, how is it over there? What do you mean? I'll not say always. <laughs> well, every once in a while, you slip away like you're going away to, to Spain, right? You're going to do a little uh, espionage in Spain, see what's happening in, at the Bobby Madrid game, or what, what, are we, what are we doing in Spain? Uh, that that is called. Well, first off, welcome everyone. Happy Tuesday morning on the podcast. Happy Monday night on the video. We're not live tonight, but we've got your questions. And yeah, th- this is called uh, Michael. I want to go on holiday. I'm like, oh okay, I'll sort that out. And that's that's what it's called. Um, looking forward to it. It's not going to really impact what we do this week, apart from we'll not be live. And you know that I that I will guarantee you a, a Thursday spectacular record, whether it's live or not is. TBC, but um, yeah, like for people that aren't aware, it's early where Jeff is. So I, I definitely appreciate this, Jeff. And I, I know people in the UK, Europe, Ireland all appreciate it also. Uh, hard luck of the weekend. And now you're in playoff mode now this week. Yeah. Yeah. We got to go back to Montreal this weekend. We uh, didn't get it done. We lost 22 20 this past weekend to Montreal and got to go back and play first round of the playoffs against them again. It's kind of a weird. It's a weird situation. It happens in the NFL sometimes too, where you play your final game of the regular season against a divisional opponent. And then because you're a wild card team, which is what we are, you have to go back to their place the next week and play them again. So it was, you know, one of those games of do you show this or do you hold it for the playoffs? And, you know, do you rest players? And uh, it was just a game to get through. And now it's a game to, you know, to, stay in and you know it's single elimination football and anytime you're playing single elimination football the stakes are always higher well obviously jeff i, I don't want to speak on everyone with the very very best of luck with that seven o'clock this saturday our time you can watch on cfl plus it's the cfl divisional semi-finals and we're, we're, we're wishing you the very very best of luck jeff um let's start off with something that's time relevant uh sunday night football i fell asleep watching the chicago bears last night and i'll tell you what Never mind the fact that the Chargers social media team is undefeated. Are they going to put that woman in the crowd every every game now? Because this is turning this is turning into. I feel how you feel about Taylor Swift now. <laughs> now I'm happy she's having a good time. Don't get me wrong, but it's like okay, it was funny, it was cool once, and now it's like just just support the team and go away. I don't know. Well, every once in a while, I think we get away a little little too far away from football uh, on the broadcast. But you know, again. Producers are always looking for angles. Everybody's looking for a story. And, you know, I, I think we got to understand that and realize that, you know, uh, the fans are part of the game. You know, the fans are part of the entertainment of the game. So uh, she's, <laughs> she certainly found her, you know, 15 minutes of fame, as Andy Warhol said. I seen you tweeting about Austin Eckler last night uh, on, on Sunday night. He, by his own stretch of the imagination, has not had the best season so far. Didn't have an didn't have an amazing day on the run, but that was a pretty cool touchdown he scored, and that game was over the minute he scored that, wasn't it? Well, I think you know when you look at Eckler, that's you think about this, you know, uh, Michael, over four hundred receptions now. I mean, that's amazing, four hundred receptions and receiving touchdowns. You know, the running back change, the running back position, excuse me, has evolved so much. And now, especially in that offense, their run game is, you know, him on the option route, him on the clear route, him on the, you know, get him out in space and let him, let him, uh, you know, let him deal with, you know, 
linebackers at the second level as opposed to in the line of scrimmage. And I think I think the thing, the spinoff benefit that's good about that is even though it's not the traditional running game, it keeps him from those you know high impact collisions where there's you know four or five guys on top of him. And so I think it I think it adds some years to a running running back's career. Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. Um, it wasn't the best game, Jeff, to say the least. I mean, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just bringing it up because it's the first game we can talk about, which is time relevant. <laughs> well, it, it, wasn't, know, it, it wasn't, a, wasn't a great game, and the Bears struggled, and, and the Bears are not a very good football team. But what was your take on Tyson Badgett, you know, watching him? Because that's such an amazing story, Mike. The kid to come out of Shepherd University, which is a really, really small division, two school in West Virginia. You know, his dad is such a character. I don't know if he's caught the interview with his father. That's a, a, you know, wrist wrestling champion. And, you know, really, really it was. I think the dad's more excited about the kid being a quarterback in of the Chicago Bears in the NFL than maybe maybe the kid is. He, he you know, he saw the whole, I don't know, must have been 15 or 20 of his family there at the game last night. And, and they're enjoying certainly the fact that Tyson is, you know, a starting quarterback for however long it lasts. He's a starting quarterback of the Chicago bears. And I, you know, he did some things, you know, I thought there were some things that the guy did that were, you know, pretty tug on good. He can throw from a lot of arm angles. He's got a kind of a unique delivery, which is a, one of the things I think that the scouts were, were concerned about when they looked at him and, you know, prior to the draft, but he's tough. And, you know, obviously the moment's not too big for him. He just didn't have a lot of help last night that, Dropped the ball that I think the thing that hurt him the most was the ball that was dropped in the end zone. You know, that that was that was a sure touchdown, which would have got him back in the game. And, you know, when that when that didn't work out, it was really tough for him. Yeah, the Shepherd University. Undrafted. Look, it's it's a great story. I was impressed with his performance last week against the Raiders and I wasn't sure what to expect against the Chargers. I think whenever you're going with when you're going up against that against that much offensive firepower it's very difficult to hold it down there was some signs on Sunday night I think overall for me it was I'd say the Chargers players were happy that number one wasn't on the field to be honest um it'll be interesting to see how many more chances he gets but you know you're talking about Tyson coming in last night we had Taylor Heineke we had Brett Rippon we had Danny DeVito's son in New York it was a bit of a weird week yet for the quarterbacks how about, um, Will, how about Will Levis throwing four touchdown passes in Jeff like should we crown him should we crown him right now no no wait, wait, the Steelers you're, the, wait, 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 you're the overreaction king you either crown Jeff, him oh, Jeff a man that described I put a TikTok out I'm going all young and hip here it's got 5,000 views about he described that the, the brown spots on the bananas were scared of him he took mayo in his coffee and now on his debut in the NFL, he's four passing touchdowns. Have the Titans got their man is the big question from Mr. Jeff Rainbow. Well, I think there's a lot of, you know, obviously there's so much hype about it. And, uh, you know, that, that that would be a fantastic get if he can be the guy right now. When we watched him at Kentucky, you saw some of the things that you saw last night. He's got a big arm. He's tough. He's you know, not afraid. Uh, you know, when I say not afraid, I, not not only not physically afraid. He's not afraid to to go out there and make a play. And um, you know, he, it's going to come back and bite him like it does all rookies when the tape travels and people get a chance to to game plan him. But I think for right now, 
that's certainly if you're a Titans fan, that what a breath of fresh air. And to see that offense, you know, get a spark, which it which it needed. And uh, you know, what's gonna happen with Tannehill, we don't know. But certainly anytime you draft a young quarterback and he comes out and throws four touchdowns in his debut, that's a pretty good day. Let's in our old age for both of us use our skills here. Whoa, whoa, go back there a little bit. Jump back in. I class myself as getting a little bit older. So I'm saying like this is where we for people on the podcast, Jeff. This is where we Michael's away most of the week. Let's get content for Instagram this week. Jeff, without talking about the Steelers, Thursday night football, Titans going into Pittsburgh, Will Levis coming off a four touchdown performance. What does he have to do, do you feel, to continue to silence any doubters that he may have in Tennessee? Because after that performance last week, I don't think he has any. The first thing Will Levis needs to do is stay away from T.J. Watt. That's the first thing he needs to do because if T.J. T.J. is a career wrecker. He, I mean, he could he he could you know bring that kid down to earth real fast. I, and that Steeler defense is good. Although you look at the back end of that Steeler defense, and they play so much zone that they will give up yards, and and uh, they don't give up a lot of big plays, but they'll give up yards, and I think that. That's where he's got to work. If they, you know, if they can fool him with some zone exchanges and, you know, show him love one look and play something else after the snap, I think they're going to need to do some of that stuff and get him to hold the ball a little bit because he will hold the ball at, because he wants to make a play. And if that's the case, I, I think they'll have success against it. But, you know, he, he certainly going into Pittsburgh, right? I mean, you're talking about, that's a great it's a great environment it's an unbelievable place if you want to make a name for yourself make a name for yourself in pittsburgh against that defense some really good games come up in week nine which we'll talk about on our friday morning or thursday night broadcast when jeff makes his picks i should, I should really start making a run to all of these picks um well, how about the game tonight i mean we're, we're talking about a great i think that's this is gonna be a great game the Lions against the Raiders, I guess. Yes, yeah. so for for people on, on on the video, we've got Monday Night Football coming up tonight as Jeff rests in the darkness of his office. And for people on the podcast, uh, yeah, last night was the Raiders against. Sorry, the, yeah, the, the Raiders against the Lions. For people on the podcast, I'm just going to say I think the Lions win this easily. Jeff, tell me I'm wrong. Well, first of all, let's address the thing about the darkness in my office. I'm not in a cave. I'm not right. I'm in my <laughs> office, but we have these lights here, and they are like. I don't know. It's like interrogation lights at Stalag 13. You know, I mean, it's like they're cool so like this. They're so bright. They're so bright that you, I mean, you can't, I swear to God, you like my eyes, I got to put sunglasses on in my office. And so until the sun comes up, and it is now probably about an hour and a half before the sun even gets up. So it's a little dark in here, but I, I, I'd rather have that than, you know, like feeling like I have to tell all the secrets of the, you know, U.S. missile program or something. <laughs> is, is Tim Hortons open at 5 a.m. in Canada? Yes, it is. But it was it was not 5 a.m. when I came in this morning, so I have yet to have a coffee. So uh, I'm a little, I'm a little, you know, dull around the synapses. You're putting me to shame because I'm four hours ahead of you and I feel like that, so I'll say no more. Um, I, I feel like there's so much we need to talk about from week eight. Um, I guess, first off, we should probably lay on the fact that when people are listening to this on the Tuesday morning, we're expecting the news to come out, Jeff, is of Kirk Cousins and the Achilles. And 
you were driving your car and FaceTime me, and this this happened at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I'll never forget this. Is he done? In like, I mean, he must be done in, for for the Vikings now. Well, I, I think he's done for the season, obviously. But um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the Vikings want to do. That's a big, big contract, and you know, you feel for him because here they go; they just get back to where they're really starting to play some good football and looking like they're going to be a factor in that division. Um, and lo and behold, on a non-contact injury. I don't know what it is, Mike. I'm really, like, this Achilles thing is a, a complete baffler to me because, you know, in the day that I played, you, an Achilles tendon injury, you, like, nobody got that. That was, an, that was a middle-aged man's, you know, injury, you know, from, you know, you get when you're in your 40s or 50s. And now these guys are popping Achilles tendons just all the time. And it's it's crazy. I don't know whether it's the turf, it's the shoes they're wearing or what it's but there's gotta be a reason for it because there's way, way, way too many of them. In women's football, women's soccer, because of the added popularity of it now, which is great to see, they're playing a lot more games. And over the last sixty eight months, the amount of female players in soccer that have toured or SELs is atrocious and there's people calling it down to the schedule down to the field but in the nfl like we, we we spoke last night about you know hybrid turfs it's hard to sort of know like i had connor on who plays a bit of ball um on the podcast and we we're just sort of talking about what it, what it's like to play on different surfaces but you know the packers have got an sis hybrid field like a soccer field um and i would just wonder if that might be the case, you know, it's it's artificial turf. It's been talked about not even this week. It was talked about a month ago. It's been it was used as an example of how the rest of the league should follow. This game on Sunday in Frankfurt is being played on a special, only installed hybrid turf. And if I'm Mahomes or Tua, I'm I'm terrified now. But I, I feel for Kirk Cousins, Jeff, because he's a great guy and like he could be that could be it. Like he he literally be he, he could be a free agent this year. Well, again, it's it's football, right? And I and I'm not dismissing it because it is alarming. The trend the trend is alarming, um, and I, I you know again, there's got to be an answer. And we talk all the time about player safety, and they change the rules in you know in the interest of player safety, all of these things. But here we are with a problem that's now we've had two of the premier quarterbacks in the league go down with this injury. And we're eight games into the season. And, you know, it's not just the quarterbacks. It's across the league. And we got to find out what the what the cause is. There's got to be a cause because it's an injury that you just for years and years didn't didn't get. Not to jump on different topics, Jeff, but if you ever felt like ag- like agnostic or you, know, you ever questioned life or the afterlife, as a Broncos fan, I have for many years. Um, I can't believe they beat the Chiefs in Sunday. I, I can't believe How about the way they beat them, though. I mean, you know, the Chiefs' defense played really well, but all of a sudden, this Broncos' defense that gave up 70 points, 70 points to the Dolphins, holds the Chiefs like I've never seen the Chiefs' offense of Pat Mahomes be held like that. And well, it came out, Jeff, that Mahomes had flew um, about an hour before, two hours before the game. Now, I remember. Not to go down a certain pathway or avenue here. 18 months ago, 
we were sitting on a Wednesday, Thursday going, is this player going to get good or not? Will he, will, will he be playing at a certain point? Hypothetically, he has not got the flu. I'm just like that. Let's just put that out there for a second. Let's say Mahomes has got COVID. And I know any team would not do that to a player or, you know, I'm going on a whole. Where are you category. going with this one? Are you saying you saying they, that he's got COVID? Yeah, the, the first thing I thought when I see Mahomes had the flu was, hmm, because COVID's going around. Like my my wife's got it right now, right? But then it's more now like, uh, he did not look fully up to it yesterday. But more so, Jeff, I seen I seen Chiefs fans screaming for a receiver on social media. Get us someone else. We need somebody else, and. Um, and the trade deadline's tomorrow. And it's like, what's going to happen here? Yes, the Broncos done very, very well in defense. And they, and they end the streak. I, I remember watching that last game they played. It was saying on the, just on the other podcast in, in, in Arrowhead on Thursday Night Football in 2015 when the Broncos stole a victory in Arrowhead. I'll never, I'll never forget it. And it's hard to believe that Alex Smith and Peyton Manning were the starting quarterbacks that day. And it took them that long to beat them. So, yes, I'm delighted. But as a fan, I'm like... It shouldn't have took that long. It shouldn't have took that long. But Mahomes did not look up to it. They're not coming into Frankfurt until Friday. I'm just, I'm just starting to put these seeds of whispers out. It's going to be interesting to see how they respond to this, how they, how they bounce back. Um, you know that that's going to be a tough trip for them. You know that's not that's not from the East Coast. You got to add another three hours of plane ride onto that trip. And if I'm not, I'm not a big fan of teams coming in real late for those European games. And again, Frankfurt's another hour from London, you know. So again, it's a little different. Um, you know, we looked at what the Ravens did when they came in, uh, you know, two days before the game when they played the Jaguars. Worst, worst defeat in Ravens, you know, in John Harbaugh's history. And then this year they came back with a different football team, stayed the whole week, and had you know played re- really well. So. I think it's a mistake to come in just a few days early and, um, you know, we'll see how the chiefs handle it, but certainly they, they, they've got to bounce back offensively. Like you say, Mike, they, their receiver room has been a disappointment this, this whole season. They thought that the answer was to go get Nicole Hardman back. He didn't have a great game yesterday. Um, you know, put the ball on the ground and, and, you know, they have really, and I think this is part of the whole deal. When you look at what Tyreek Hill is doing in Miami and you realize that you let that guy get away from you, that and now you're struggling at receiver, you know, I think the fans are going to complain about that. Let's talk about another topic before we go to questions on a separate podcast, Jeff. It, it was actually quite an enjoyable week eight Sunday because for me it was like well I'm not going to watch Shanahan on my sofa for at least another three weeks I should enjoy it. it'll actually be the night after you're in Glasgow l-i-n-k-t-r.ee slash rainbow Glasgow Manchester coming up and a plethora of Irish dates and Jeff you're back on the screens quite soon and um, was was Renahan else that took your fancy from week eight it just felt like there was so much going on I enjoyed the Eagles game against the commanders it was end to end I although you would look at the box score and think that the CJ Stroud uh, rookie derby wasn't great. I enjoyed it. I guess we should probably talk about the Niners. Um, Brock Purdy losing again. Multiple interceptions thrown in the game. Um, Bengals starting to silence doubters, Jeff. 
just sort of wondering what your sort of feedback is or co- sort of comments are on the way the oh, Bengals went. I think I think the stadium, yeah. but Brock Purdy, Jeff. Yeah, that, that's it's this is maybe it's because I'm in the middle of it and and it makes you kind of not immune. I wouldn't say immune, but like I I I sometimes shake my head and go wow because when when you're coaching in a pro season you re, you realize how it works right it goes that way you know i we've been 15 and 3 and we've been 9 and 9 right but every season has a stretch of adversity every season you don't play well even great, great football teams don't play well you know 18 or 19 or 20 straight weeks you know, it just doesn't work that way. You're going to face adversity. You're going to have injury. You're going to have guys get the flu. You're going to have, you know, all of that stuff, bad weather games, you know. And when you go through a rough stretch, and I thought Shanahan made a great point. He said the answers to our football team are all in our football team. They're not outside the football team. They're in the football team, right? They've got to get some things squared away on defense. Their defense has regressed a little bit. You know, they didn't play very well yesterday. Purdy's regressed a little bit. He hasn't played very well for, I shouldn't say that. He's he's made some mistakes that we're not used to seeing him make, right? He's thrown four interceptions in three weeks, right? That, let, that's, let's, put some, let's put some context to it. He's thrown four interceptions in three weeks. Now, if he's thrown four interceptions in one game, then get alarmed. Right. But he'll the only thing he has to do is play out of it. He's got to just play. He's going to have to get his mojo back. And, and you know, Mahomes was not brilliant yesterday. Right. So do we all panic and say Mahomes has lost it? I mean, that's what fans do. And that's what you know, sometimes I just shake my head and I go, wow. But that's what fans do. You know, um, I think what you see with the with the 49ers is they're you know they're not invincible, right? They're every and we saw that with Kansas City. There's no we saw it with Detroit. All the, all these five and one teams that everybody was anointing, you know, they, they've all stumbled. And now all of a sudden everybody's saying the Ravens are the best team in football. I'm not ready to go there yet. There's a lot of football that left to play. So I think I think everybody can just as is there. <laughs> Quote, to quote the great philosopher Aaron Rodgers, relax, relax. It's going to work itself out, you know? I love it. Um, I guess, look, I I agree, with him. I, I agree with everything you're saying completely, okay? I'm not going to sit here and say Sam Darnold. Absolutely not. And look, everyone has up and, ups and downs. And I think the way that you illustrated that is is great. I guess, Jeff, I'm, I'm, and if you're not sure, we can edit this out, but... Um, do you know if the CFL's got like a sort of different approach to the to the concussion protocol? I just, you know, if he had took a hit yesterday, it's like, but I feel for him because I feel like the the discourse now in San Francisco is a situation where he now goes into a bye. They play the Jaguars after the bye. It's it's a huge game for the Niners in two weeks' time. Obviously, for a neutral, it's going to be great crack. Very very excited for it, but. It just feels like, yes, the the concussion protocol was was followed, and he's saying he, he felt a hundred percent. But I don't know, he just he just didn't look 
100 on Sunday, and that, I, I just I, I sound like a, a worried parent saying that. The Bengals, Jeff, and to give them props because we haven't even talked about them, they were so good. Like Joe Burrow was absolutely superb on Sunday, and they shut a lot of people up, including me, who had completely written them off. Well, and I, just back to what he said, the whole cycle of positivity yeah. and negativity. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, it, you know, he hurt. He was hurt in training camp. He missed a lot of reps in training camp, and you know, it took time for him to come back from that from that leg. What you saw yesterday was real Joe Burrow. I mean, he kept plays alive. But he's athletic enough to do that. You know, you don't think of him as a great athlete, a quarterback, but he's athletic enough to do that. He's got a big arm. He's got good receivers around him. He and Jamar Chase have an, you know, they have an amazing chemistry. But I thought the guy that, I, the, the one that impressed me the most in the game was all of a sudden T. Higgins was back in the scene, right? And that's important because, you know, Jamar Chase is at his best and Joe Burrow is at his best when there's a second receiver in the mix. And T. Higgins has been that guy. And to see him come up, you know, play as well as he played yesterday, I, I, you know, I, I think that's great for Bengals fans. You got to be excited about that. I'm excited about talking to you, man. Appreciate that. Do you want to send this out and we'll go start getting questions? All right. Let's uh, throw a prop to uh, 888Sport, who sponsors this podcast. They are official gambling partner of the National Football League in both Ireland and the UK. Sponsors of this podcast, sponsors of our tour. We are getting ready. Mike, I, I noticed on social media, Glasgow tickets are moving fast. How are we doing with all the rest of it? It's going, it's going well. We've got, we should have a, a venue for Glasgow announced over the next couple of days. I thought we we're going to announce it at the weekend, not yet, very soon. So, thank you to everyone for their patience on that. There, really excited for you. I'm going to have to get you a flight sorted this week. Well, I tell you what, I'm, I'm excited to get up there. And you know, Glasgow has always been such a hot, hotbed of NFL fans, and you know, all, all of Scotland is, and they're very proud people, and you know, they. They wear their Scottishness on their shoulders, and I, I, I love it. I love it. So uh, we're looking forward to being there. But for right now, we're going to say aloha and mahalo for joining us, and we're going to take questions in the next segment.